This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Anne Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest running culinary podcast with your host, food writer and critic, Anne Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine. And I'm Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. On this week's edition of This Bites, we're going to talk about a new Vietnamese restaurant coming to Third Street Market. Also, a mocktail bar coming soon to the Crossroads Collective. It's kind of a trend, these mocktail bars. And speaking of uh-huh. trends, you shared, like, uh, as we do every year, these websites post the food trends coming to the new year. So we're going to talk about some of those food trends and give our thoughts on those food trends and maybe add our own what we think might be out coming in 2023. But we're going to start off talking about wine bars. A Milwaukee magazine, you have your guide to wine bars and deals for five nights a week. Yeah. Because this is for all the winos out there. Get it? All the winos. Winos. Yeah. So what's the deal? Like, how'd you figure out where people should go? Okay. Well, we're also talking just specifically about the wine bars, shops themselves, and not just the deals, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we did this big story on a bar guide and it was all focused on what's new, what's new. So this was on kind of the latest wine bar slash shops to open, you know, in the last few years. So for instance, we've got Thelma Carroll Wine Merchants, which is down on 605 West Virginia Street. Really cool little place. Their specialty is wine and spirits. And the theme of the place is kind of like an early 20th century library and they have seating that's like in vintage upholstered chairs so you can kind of like hang out they do regular tastings at six o'clock on thursday nights most often of wine they also do more focused events food and wine pairings and bourbon tastings another shop that i mentioned is 2a wine merchants which is in the third ward on erie street And this is a shop where they really focus on educating you. So, and they really want you to taste something before you buy it. You know, that's the best way to decide whether you like something. So they have a tasting room and it's open whenever the shop is open. And they offer glass pours of wines. They do monthly flights. And it's just a great place to actually learn more about wine as well as buy it. So I also have like two other shops that I mentioned, Nonfiction Natural Wines, which the whole focus is on natural wines. So we're talking wines that are made without additives, you know, preservatives, herbicides, pesticides, that sort of thing. And then Strange Town Bottle Shop. Now, Strange Town is the vegan restaurant on the east side. They opened a bottle shop at Third Street Market Hall. And they focus on low intervention wines from underrepresented grapes and small production family farms. And then along with those shops, I've got a list of like, let's say it's Monday night and you're like, I really want a half price bottle of wine. You can consult this list and find out, yeah, La Miranda, half price bottled Mm. wine or Pizza Man, half price bottled wine as well. And we have these deals on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, up through Thursday nights, where you can either get by the glass deals or uh, bottled wine deals. Cool. 
you check out this guide to wine bars and deals over at Milwaukee Magazine's website, we'll post a link over at RadioMilwaukee.org slash this bites. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation about a new Vietnamese restaurant coming to the Third Street Market Hall. We'll be right back. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. We're back on this bites, the wonderful, magnificent Anne Christensen of Milwaukee <laughs> Magazine. We're continuing our conversation here. Third Street Market Hall is getting kind of packed in there. You know, some, a lot of new vendors mm-hmm. popping up. Looks like we get another one coming this March. It's a Vietnamese restaurant. Again, coming to the Third Street Market Hall. The husband and wife team, they had a food truck and ghost kitchen called Oxtail Noodle House earlier this year. But unfortunately, they had to close just months after opening due to a fire at the Common Cookhouse, the site of the food truck space commercial kitchen. They're going to bring, um, of course, pho. You get to have a selection of pho. Also grilled meats. And my favorite is banh mi sandwiches. I love Oh, I love those. Sandwiches. So you're yeah. going to get that over at Third Street Market Hall coming this March. It's going to be called Pho Spot MKE, the name of the spot. I forgot to mention that. Like, what's the name of the spot? It's called Pho, P-H-O, Pho Spot, spot MKE, March yeah. 2023, Third Street Market Hall. Cool. Next, this sounds like right down your alley. And the people that own Discourse Cafe or Discourse Coffee, where they do these really experimental coffee drinks. I'm a big fan of this place. They have a location at Crossroads. They have a couple other locations. Their very latest venture is to open a mocktail bar at Crossroads in February. So they posted this on their Facebook and they the way they have described this is really, I I love this. They said, we're out to rid the world of the term mocktail and guide thoughtful NA drinks to its rightful place at the cocktail table. Not an inferior form of the cocktail you're actually craving, but an incredibly delicious and desirable new category of drink altogether. I don't know, to me, that sounds really appealing. And yes, I've been on this NA Mm -hmm. beverage kick for a while. Not is it I wouldn't call it a kick. I think it's a lifestyle. I think it's something that's really going to have lasting power. And I'm really excited about this. And as I said, I'm a big fan of what Discourse does because they take an approach that is really creative. And I mean, that's the thing about I don't know how often you get a mocktail, but sometimes they're just, you know, it's like you know, they give you cranberry juice with some club soda and, you know, maybe throw some, you know, basil in there and a lime, which mm. is fine. But that to me is not an, an N.A. cocktail, you know? Yep. I like to see I like to see some inventive people out there. So, yeah. So, you know, that seems to be a trend that's been happening over the last probably couple of years. And speaking of trends. It's the end of the year and a lot of people predicting food trends for the coming year. And you shared a link with some uh, site that's predicting some food trends. And I want to go over some of them, but also yeah. want to think of what kind of food trends you think is going to be happening in 2023. Is that a deal? Sure. Yeah. All right. 
So this site posted some food trends. One of the food trends that I've been ahead of the curve is tin fish. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a huge fan of that. I remember seeing, I think it was Anthony Bourdain. It was like a few years ago on his show. He went to Spain and I did not know that like this tin seafood was a thing. Yeah. Like gourmet tin seafood. Like they catch it right off the ocean and they tin it right there. And it's like a thing. They go to bars, topless bars. You have these little tin that wine. You have tin, tin fish, all different types like octopus, scallops. And, and I was like, dude, that looks so good. And so I started, I found this place called Lada in Brooklyn. So these people from Lada are like, we're from Spain. And they curate amazing selection of like tin seafood, like anchovies, fillets. I had the char grilled octopus. I had it the other time. And it was so amazing. So mm. good. I opened it up. I kind of heated it up on my skillet a little bit. It was perfectly like texture wise. It was just flavorful. It was so good. Right. Yeah. You know, this, what's interesting though, too, about this prediction mm-hmm. is that they're saying you're going to see a lot more tinned fish used in different yeah. dishes. So, you know, like flatbreads and pates and shakshuka, which is a Moroccan breakfast dish. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know that I'm have seen a lot of that yet. Have you? I've seen like I've seen videos and stuff of people doing that. Like Okay, but not in uh, like Lada, you know, the website Lada, L A T A dot shop. That's my favorite place. Kind of expensive on the expensive side, it's kind of a little luxury. Mm-hmm. Like the octopus in a can, it's 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 pretty pricey. But, you know, yeah. I kind of treated myself, but average price is, it's, you know, it's like a bottle of wine, but there's some premium items on here, um, but you know, do get recipes. Sure. One of the places that I think, I feel like I first started seeing them really pushing those tinned fish is red light ramen. Oh yeah. They were doing it too. I used to get a lot of that. They're, they're, they had the razor clams. Mm-hmm. Razor clams are just amazing by the way, but yeah. So I think it's going to come hit Milwaukee next year. I, I agree with that trend. And that story mentions seacuterie boards. Oh, my God. <laughs> be like boards that full of like the 10 seafood. So it'd be like sardines or pyramid with shashuka, flatbeards, pates and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to like people put it on pizza, as you said, like other dishes. So uh-huh. the other trend is pasta alternatives 2.0. Remember the, what do you call the zucchini pasta? Zoodles. Zoodles. Yeah, I thought that was a disrespect to the craft of pasta making. But it's coming back again, looks like it. Whole Foods, the purveyor of food trends, predicts a new wave of plant-based pasta alternatives. So beyond zucchini, they're looking at spaghetti squash, hearts of palm, even green bananas. I don't know. This does Uh, not sound appealing to me, Tariq. No, it doesn't. I, I, I get you don't want to eat the carbs. But why don't you just eat the vegetable? Yeah. Right? Just eat zucchini without having it in a zoodle format, right? Am I, am I wrong? I, I think. It seems that's yeah. weird. I don't know. But anyway, that's another trend. Dates, you know, the things you do a lot of, uh, go on dates. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but now, dates, the fruit. Yes. Is, looks like it'd be a trend. I got you there. So that's happening. Well, I do think that... It- more bakers are using it as an alternative to sugar in desserts. Oh, that makes sense. I'm seeing yeah. more of that. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Nostalgia Eeks, it's also another trend. That's been around for a while. Yeah. Don't you think? 
I mean, yeah, I think I pizza bites, it. pizza rolls. I bought, I bought some Tony pizza rolls. I thought I was going to like it. I guess my taste buds are so sophisticated. I was so oh. disappointed. Like as a kid, I loved them. Yeah. And now I went, I, I got some and it's still in the freezer. They've been in the freezer since the pandemic. It was, they were just so stale. They just had no flavor. I just wasn't happy. Uh, and I'm like, was it? What did I like? I guess my, you know, kids' palates are a little more different when you were a kid, I guess. For sure. I mean, that doesn't surprise me that you revisit something from your childhood and it doesn't yeah. kind of measure up. Yeah, it doesn't measure up. I was kind of sad. Yeah. Well, I should have fried them. Maybe that would have been the difference. The next thing is regional pizzas. I felt like that was a trend already. Oh, yeah. I think so. Uh, like, you know, Detroit style, Chicago style, Napoleon style, regional pizzas. You know, I feel like Milwaukee has their thick cracker, thin pizza. I think that's, that's nothing new there. I feel like that was already happening. Agreed. I do think we're seeing more Detroit style here yeah. now. Than, I mean, we didn't have it at all. And now, you know, people are yeah. more interested in it. So what about you? Do you have any food trends you're thinking you're about to see in, in your crystal ball? Well, as I always say every year, because I love seeing so many different kinds of immigrant foods represented, I, will, mm. I think more variety, more immigrant culinary traditions represented. Mm. I'd love to see that. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying I would like to see that. And, you know, in the last couple of years, we've seen, you know, more Laotian cuisine. Yep. We've seen fusion, more fusion type representation. So, for instance, like what Ramsey's is doing over at Diabom, which is sort of a Latin Asian fusion. Mm. I think we're seeing more of those combinations of different ethnicities. And I think we're going to see more of that. Okay. Those things sort of coming together and just a lot more fusion. I have what two predictions, yeah. which I probably will get wrong. First one, I'm fighting for country ham. <laughs> I, think, I think the idea of prosciutto and all that, people need to discover how good country ham is outside of the South. You've been uh, on that for a while. Yeah, I know Birch, Kyle Nuttall, uh, had some on his menu. I think eventually somebody, some chefs is going to like get it out there in the world and like people realize how great country ham is outside of the South. The other thing is Korean rice cakes. I think I saw it at Trader Joe's. They were selling Korean rice cakes with the sauce. They're the perfect food, like the perfect texture food. Like it's filling. It's not mean. It's vegetarian. It's like chewy. Can you make it fry? Get a little crispy. I think rice case, because you can like you put whatever sauce you want on it, right? Put vegetables in there. I think rice cakes might take off next year. So those are my two predictions. Rice cakes and country ham. Well, you know, on the I don't know what made me, I guess the rice cakes made me think of, you know, mochi, the yeah. the Japanese yeah, like the ice cream. Yeah. Rice flour, yeah, yeah, ice cream little confection. Did you notice, Tariq, or hear? that a mochi nut is going to open a location at Bayshore. No, so, mochi nut's coming, huh? Mochi nut. And you know what wow. that is? Yep. The combination of mochi. mochi and donuts. Yeah, I had one at, in uh, Chicago. So good. So good. But I feel like I'm seeing more interest in mochi. Like, mm. I feel like you can find it more easily yeah. in the grocery store freezers. And certainly this idea of combining, you know, mochi and a donut 
is not something that Milwaukeeans are particularly familiar with. But I think, again, here we're seeing a little bit more influx of immigrant ethnic foods sort of making their way into our culture or, you know what I mean? Combining Mm -hmm. with something else that we know like donuts. Well, that well does it for this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is edited and produced by Kiri Salinas with support and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to This Bites wherever you get your podcasts, NPR, Spotify, Apple, or Google, or just head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites for you to listen right there. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Have a good weekend, Anne. You too. Are you are you going to have some Malort on, on New Year's Eve, Tariq? No, I am not. I'm going to have some of my sake. Mm. 